This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Ringgit and Sense on BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense, the show all about personal finance, and I'm Sim Wee Boon. In its recently published 2021 annual report, Bank Nagara noted that Malaysian households have nearly 1.38 trillion ringgit worth of debt. This is made worse by the fact that most Malaysian households have low saving buffers, with approximately 76% only having enough savings to cover about three months of living expenses. Now, the total household debt is made up a majority of housing loans, but about 28% are contributed by higher purchase and personal loans, as well as credit card debt. So for today's show, we're going to take a focus on personal loans specifically to understand what exactly is it, when is it a good time to take a personal loan and when is it not a good idea to take a personal loan. Joining me to discuss this is Idham Idris, a licensed financial planner and the director for Wealth Vantage Advisory. Good morning and welcome to the show, Idham. I want to start off first with uh, what exactly is a personal loan? How does it differ from a house loan, a higher purchase loan or a business loan? Personal loan is actually a loan that uh, anyone can take from a lender. So who the lenders are can be a bank, it can be a credit institution, it can be technically your own family members to fund a personal expense usually. So the thing with personal loan is it's called an uncollateralized loan. yeah, Or it's an unsecured loan, which means the lender, or which or in this case, let's say it's a bank, is assessing you fully on your credit worthiness. Uh, which means your current debt situation and the ability for you to pay back the installments and the loan in full. Yeah, So there's nothing else that you're pledging, like maybe a property for the loan, right? So the risk is 100% on the institution and their assessment of you. And this is why uh, usually personal loan interest rates are a bit higher than other types of loans. What's the range that you're familiar with in terms of how high the personal loan interest rates can go? Well, it depends on whether you're a government employee or private sector employee, also a business owner. Sometimes it can go as low to maybe even 3% uh, to as high as... I think recently there was a big uh, a news on a certain institution charging up to 36% <laughs> on a on a loan so it, it, it can vary very significantly between a uh, different type of loan uh, different type of personal loans and the the lenders uh, uh, how much they are charging their their uh, borrowers so how do they assess your credit worthiness what are the conditions that banks uh, look at when they want to decide to give you your loan or give you the interest rate right for the personal loan um, first of all, there's the, the term credit worthiness. Let's, let's expand on that. What does that mean? Uh, credit worthiness uh, means uh, your payment history. How good are you on uh, making your debt payments on time? The amounts of debt owed by you, the, uh, uh, what type of debts that you are owing? Like, is it like all credit card debts or is there a mix of um, mortgages and higher purchase loans uh, and, and also other personal loans. How long have you borrowed? And also even to the point of whether you have been turned down for a previous loan application. All these uh, factors affect the term credit worthiness. And how is it assessed? It depends on different banks. Like They give different weightages maybe on the different factors. 
there's also one more important information that I think everybody uh, should know, uh, which is called the debt service ratio. How much of your debt that you're paying a month is against your net income? So what does that mean? Like, for example, let's say we take in all your debts that you pay in every month, like your uh, car loan, your housing loan, your credit card debt. Now, credit card debt is actually very simple. If you want to calculate, you just take 5% of your outstanding. So if you, let's say you have 10,000 ringgit of debt, 5% of that is uh, 500 ringgit. So you total all that up, you divide that by your income on a monthly basis. So for example, let's say it's 3,000 ringgit a month. This is how much you're paying every month for your debt. Over, let's say your net income is 6,000. So 3,000 divided by 6,000, you have your debt service ratio of 50%. Now, what does this mean? If, if this number, this debt service ratio is above 35%, you are what we call maybe not a credit worthy person. That means you, you might not be eligible or banks might uh, actually uh, decline you for any type of financing facilities. Those of you who are below 35%, you might have a better chance. And in fact, it does show that you are very good in managing or paying off your debts. Uh, so I think those are the, I would say the things that you need to consider, the information that you should have when uh, trying or at least trying to understand how does banks uh, assess your credit worthiness. When is it a good idea to take a personal loan? What can a personal loan be be useful for? With regards to that, whether you it's a good idea or not, the most important thing when you are considering a personal loan is to understand the interest rate because the interest rate is the is everything. Right, because a personal loan is an unsecured loan, so the interest rate for this personal loan is generally quite high. You also have to know that what is advertised, you know, the advertised rate, or in other words, this is called a nominal rate, is different from the effective rate, which is the actual true cost of the loan. Sometimes when you see what is advertised, whether it's on social media, whether it's in the newspapers, magazines, or whenever that you're getting your, your advertisements from, you can see that, oh, the rate is very low. It's like 3% or 4%. But then when they give you the loan repayment schedule and you do the actual calculation of how much you're paying back over, say, 5 years, 10 years, 20 years, depending on the length, the tenure of the loan, you can see that the rate actually widely uh, differ from the one that is being advertised. So this is the nominal rate versus the effective rate. Everyone needs to know this. What, what's okay? the difference? How so does a when, normal, nominal rate go from small amount number being advertised to that effective rate that is much higher than what's advertised. Yeah, because usually what happens is that whenever they advertise a nominal rate, it's only for as if you're paying the loan back in one year. So it's like 3% per annum if you pay back in one year. But then when you try to stretch it over like 10 years or 20 years, and then you, you just do a simple calculation. Like earlier today, one of my clients actually asked me about an education financing. And he was saying that, oh, it's actually quite low. I look at the advertisement, I think it was around 3.35%. So he was asking, should I take up this loan? And then I did actually did the calculation for him. He was thinking about a 200,000 ringgit loan for uh, to finance his children's education and over 20 years period. 
Now, this 200,000 loan, as it turns out, he will be paying back 459,000. When you calculate the actual rate that you're charged on, it turns out it's 9.8% per annum. So that's the difference. That's the difference between the nominal rate and the effective rate. So it's very, very important to just not rely on the nominal rate. You really have to understand, okay, how much do you need to pay back so that you can actually figure out, oh, this is actually a, a, a higher rate than, than what I was uh, expecting. So uh, the question is, when is it a good idea? So even considering all this, sometimes it is a necessity where you need to take out a personal loan, right? So number one is to consolidate a higher interest debt. So even at a 9.8% uh, rate, for example, like, like in the example that I mentioned just now, maybe you have a debt that the interest is much, much higher. For example, a credit card debt. Uh, you might want to take out a personal loan to pay off this credit card loan. In fact, um, when I was uh, quite a young chap, I, when I didn't understand about these this, uh, differences between credit card loans and, and personal loan, I got into a bit of trouble. And um, I had to uh, pay off my credit card debt with a personal loan. So this was actually a solution offered by the bank. So the bank actually asked me, do you want to take up a personal loan that can uh, uh, pay down this uh, your, your credit card debt? And in fact, the interest rate is much, much lower. So I said, yeah, why not? So it was actually a very small amount. You know, I was around 24 to 25 years old. It was a 6,000 ringgit credit card debt. And uh, I took out a loan for a 9% compared to a credit card debt, which is a 18%. So you can see the difference and where it can benefit. So... Number one, use it to consolidate a high interest debt. Number two is paying for a major crisis. Now, you know, things happen and sometimes you have no choice. Uh, it can be a medical emergency bill. It can be something like uh, home repairs, roof leaking, yeah, for example. Then personal loan might be the way to go about it. Number three is uh, to potentially start a business. Like maybe you need some uh, startup capital and which, which in turn can help you to generate more revenue. Like, for example, maybe you can look at this Hari Raya period and maybe people are thinking about getting into business and maybe they want to, say, uh, do uh, take, take stock of uh, new Baju Raya, right? And to sell. So with no capital, they can't do that. So they take out a personal loan, they are able to uh, buy in some inventory and then sell, get profit, pay off the loan and then get some income for themselves. So that's considered, I would say, a good idea. And lastly is to finance a higher education. So which in turn, because, you know, in the expectation that you will get a higher qualification, you can probably get a, you, you are able to scale the corporate ladder or maybe change your uh, circumstances, you know. So, so it, it could be a good idea. So I would say those are the top four things that would be a good idea to take out a personal loan. Okay, we're going to take a short break and after the break, we're going to come back and talk about when it's not a good idea to take a personal loan. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9.
Welcome back. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense. I'm Sim Wee Boon and today's topic is personal loans. Joining me to discuss this is Idham Idris, a licensed financial planner and a director for Wealth Vantage Advisory. Earlier in the show, he was going through some 101 on exactly what a personal loan is, what to look out for, how the bank assesses you, and also what are the uses of a personal loan. But now, I want to start off with when is it not a not good enough reasons to get a personal loan? The dangers of a personal loan is, first of all, when you know you have a habit to spend on unnecessary things. Now, you just have to reflect on yourself. Have I bought things that, you know, ultimately I didn't use or it was actually totally waste of money. I had to sell it or I have to give it away. It's for a want rather than a need, you know. So sometimes it can be like little things, but I've heard like people spend uh, taking on personal loans and really got get into trouble. Like um, I had some clients that had taken out personal loans for a huge wedding. So they're still early on in their in their life. They're very young. And then you take out a huge loan and then starting your marriage off with a huge debt. So can you imagine having this big loan hanging over both of the couples and they're trying to build up their house. You know, they're trying to buy their first home, uh, uh, maybe manage their first child, buying their first car. And then on top of that, they have their wedding loan. <laughs> it's, it's, it can, it's a recipe for disaster, honestly. And then other things like um, taking out personal loan to go on vacation, right? So you go on vacation, have a really good time, come back, and then you really have this, this debt that is just hanging over you. The other thing is, when you can't actually afford the monthly payment. So this is interesting. Like people feel like, oh yeah, I need to do this or I need to do that. Or maybe I should maybe I should just take a loan. You know, I've heard it so many times. It's it's like it's like automatic. Like it's an like automatic thought when they think about something that they need to do that might require some money instead of saving for it. They would rather like, oh, maybe I could take up a loan. And then as it turns out, you can't actually afford the monthly payments because some of them uh, some of the uh, they are just really on the edge. They might have some surplus, they might qualify for a loan, but then they didn't factor in like certain big expenses, right? So throughout the year, you usually have some major expenses like uh, you need to service your car. You service your car, it may cost 500 ringgit. You need to pay take the insurance for the car, another 1,500 ringgit. Um, spending for Hari Raya, so you want to give ang paus and you want to um, buy the uh, festivities, uh, the clothings, right? So that's another costing. So in fact, your you, initially you had surplus every month, right? And then you think, oh, okay, it's okay. This surplus I can use to 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 pay off a personal loan. So you take a personal loan, but then suddenly come one month, oh, I have to pay for the. Uh, insurance, the car insurance. And then come another month, oh, the car service, I need to pay another 500 ringgit. So suddenly, you're, you're always behind, behind, behind. Because previously, your surplus is all being used to, to pay for this personal loan. Then what happens? You tap in into other things. You say, oh, it's okay, I got credit card. So you start to use your credit card. And then that's how you get into more and more debt. At the end of the day, if you don't need the money urgently, please consider what is the wants, what is the needs, and make the decision from there. Because honestly, other than those four reasons that I've mentioned earlier, there's no actually good reason to actually take a personal loan. Yeah. Just staying on this, right? Why do you think is it that this happens? You know, is it because of a lack of financial literacy in on our part? Or is it because we, we have this instant gratification uh, mindset right now where, you know, of just how rampant social media is, you get to see 
things, nice things all around you that you re- really want? Or is it because it's very easy to get a personal loan, especially with what we've mentioned earlier in the show, right? There's a new uh, loan out now that you can uh, get digitally. Just click, 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 and then you most probably can get the loan already. It's, it's very easy to get a personal loan now. I think it's all of the above, honestly. Uh, f- financial literacy, I think, is uh, could be a major component because understanding that interest rate part is actually very, very crucial. And in fact, when people, when you actually spell it out and and say to people, okay, imagine you have, uh, your loan is so-and-so, 10,000 ringgit, but you're paying off 20,000 ringgit. You know, my my partner in, in the firm always jokes that, you know, some, some loans are actually uh, for people who are rich. Because you borrow ten thousand, you pay back twenty thousand, right? So only rich people should, only rich people can do that. You know, just borrow ten and pay back twenty. You know, so so you know when I heard that, oh yeah, that's true. Also, so 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 the thing is, uh, this understanding is very very crucial so that you realize that how much of your income that you're actually using to pay off debt. You know. And and I think that's something that awareness, a strong awareness that needs to be built in. Not necessarily about paying off debt. Now, paying off debt is something else, right? I would say paying off debt is, is very good. If you can do that, if you want to do that, that's fantastic. But managing debt is another skill. And managing debt is about what? Is managing the cash flow, managing the interest rate, you know, managing your wants versus your needs. So it's a different skill set altogether rather than just like, okay, I need to pay off my debt. Going back to earlier, right, when you talk about the possible reasons to use a personal loan, right, like emergency. Um, how then does taking out a personal loan differ from using your credit card? Because I have a credit card for emergencies. Credit card is actually a very useful facility. It's for usually for smaller amounts and it's to be used as a substitute for cash, right? You might not have cash now and you might need to make certain payments. So you uh, you, you you use it to as a point of convenience. So for example, you, you do it for auto billing, right? Instead of going to individual websites or going to your banks every year, every month to pay off all your uh, uh, bills, you use the auto debit facility from your credit card. And in, in turn, you can collect points or maybe get some rewards. You know, if you turn that in, that's additional on top of, of, of uh, uh, bonuses for you, rewards for you. Uh, of course, um, credit card is also a good tool to build your credit score. Like maybe for somebody who's quite young and they still, they need some sort of like credit history a payment history so they can take up a credit card so that they can you know show demonstrate that they are spending but at the same time they are able to pay off the credit card loan you know the best thing is whatever that you spend for that particular month you pay in full so like i mentioned just now maybe you set it up for some auto billings this auto billing is exactly uh, that you do have money for but it's just for the sake of convenience and then at the end of the month you pay off uh, every month using the cash or salary that you receive so when when uh, banks or credit uh, lenders assess your credit worthiness they say oh yeah this guy has a very good credit history he has a credit card with uh, x amount of uh, credit limit he never used it uh, to the maximum he pay off every month yeah this is a potential good borrower and you might get easier approval for bigger loans, like for example, the housing loan 
and uh, uh, higher purchase loan, uh, the car loan. So um, also for convenience of travel, uh, I think it's very important, credit card and spending overseas. Like you don't need to bring in all those like uh, foreign exchange, like uh, uh, foreign uh, cash. Uh, if you go to different countries, just use your credit card. So it's it's different in a way that it's for a different utility, a different purpose. Yeah, but of course, in similarity that you need to consider is the interest rate, because credit card is almost double interest rate than the personal loan. So the more outstanding balance that you hold in your credit card, the higher interest rate compared to a personal loan. So that's why I mentioned earlier that if you do have a high credit card debt, that maybe you say, okay, I need help to. To, to cut it down and in fact if possible you don't want to use the credit card anymore it might be good to use that strategy where you take out a personal loan and pay off the credit card loan you know people you you uh, use the term overlap and of course it's also very similar in that it's a standby credit for emergency so like for a personal loan you already have a purpose eh, in terms of why you want to borrow that money but for credit card, it can just be sitting there with the limit and you not doing anything until there is that emergency situation. You say, oh, okay, I can use my credit card to, to pay, like I mentioned just now, like uh, uh, you want to pay off some car repair, emergency car repair that you may need to do. Um, uh, then you can just do it on the credit card, you know, and quickly pay it off, right? So so it's 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 different in that sense. But in terms of credit, uh, the interest rate, it's 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 very different yeah personal loan is much much lower than credit card which is can be extremely high you know recently there's that the gopin jump scheme you know i wonder if you could just share some thoughts on like what are some of the key things to watch out for if you decide to take out a non-bank e-money uh, issuing i think at the end of the day okay let's let's talk specifically on tng gopin jump the thing is it is uh, backed by bank it is backed by cimb in fact the actual product is a CIMB product. So, so the only issue is the accessibility and the convenience. That's the issue, actually. It's not about the interest rate. Of course, the interest rate is one of the considerations, but there are a lot of products out there that has different levels of interest rate, and you can make your own assessment. But the issue being is that the instant, um, I would say, approval process. I mean, what was uh, informed was that you can just send in your certain documents and in fact, you can approve uh, almost immediately, like within 24 hours, something like that. So the, then coming back is to your initial uh, thought was that, what's the, how do people make decisions with regards to whether they need or not a personal loan? And the other concern is that, are they going to be bombarded with uh, advertisement saying that, oh, did we... Uh, this is a special rate just for this month or whatever, you know, to get the person. Because I have received calls from credit card issuers or whatever. They'll say, oh, you have X amount of balance on your credit card. Why do you take this out in form of cash? Because they want you to run up the limit of the of the credit card so that they uh, uh, basically you'll be paying more on the interest later on. So, so that's the issue. Uh, but other types is more is not as immediate like people really need to take action uh, the second part is slightly easier like i mentioned people calling you and you saying yes but now like you mentioned it's so accessible that you can just do it at the click of the button it's how easy it is to get and that's the concern so so um whether moving forward this is how things are going to be 
we do need to educate more and more people on the, I would say, the pros and cons of easy credit and how it impacts them financially. What's your advice for those who find themselves trapped in this cycle of taking out loans and then having to pay it back, taking out loans and having to pay it back? How do you suggest they work it out to slowly break out of this cycle? I think everything starts with cash flow. In fact, our our the way that we approach our our clients is always on a cash flow basis. That means you really need to look into what are you paying off every month, right? And to the point of where it can be where you need to make hard decision is to let go of certain things. Like maybe instead of paying off um a very big for a very big car or very big house, you might need to even scale down. Uh, and see whether that's possible or not. So so it's like making those hard decisions. Sometimes it can be very, very difficult. And 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 the cash flow is is king at the end of the day. You know, I've we've had cases where our clients will look into their cash flow, look into the debts, and then they're paying off the debts, and then they suddenly come to a realization there's two things that can happen. Either I cut off my debts, that means do certain things like like selling off the car or maybe like scale down the property, whatever, or to the point of I need to see whether I can increase my income. So which means that maybe even to uh, change jobs, for example. At the end of the day, whatever that has been done before, it's a decision that you have made, but you cannot be thinking that I'm stuck with the decision. You always have a decision as whether you want to go through it uh, or not. Because, you know, in sometimes in Malaysia, people feel like, oh, okay, I have this car. It'll be embarrassing if I actually scale down to a smaller car. Uh, nobody's paying your debt for you <laughs> except you, right? So you you need to make sure that you, you, you're able to manage. Look back at your cash flow. Look how things are spending. Cut down on really unnecessary things like... For example, maybe like certain cable channels that you're not watching, cut it down. You know, look at the your dat- data plans even. Uh, are you utilizing 100% of the spending uh, of the of the quota? For you? If you don't, maybe you can scale down to a cheaper plan. You know, all these things and you suddenly start to cut down. Uh, subscriptions that you have made that you never use, uh, cut, it down, cut it down. And then suddenly you free up two, three hundred ringgit a month. And then that's where you say, oh, now I suddenly have 300 ringgit. What can I do? And maybe then you can start to use that to start to pay off or lower down certain debt, uh, a certain of your debt. If all of this is like very challenging, my advice is actually to seek out a, a financial planner or a licensed advisor, you know, an agency like AKPK to actually help, help, help you or give you advice because... Um, I think it's uh, very important that people realize they can take action. Yeah, you can take action. You don't. You cannot feel like, oh, this is my life. This is the cycle. I'm trapped. No, you can even go to the bank to negotiate on certain things. Okay, and that's all the time we have for Ringgit and Sense. I've been speaking to Idham Idris, a licensed financial planner and the director for Wealth Vantage Advisory. Join us again next week for more discussions on personal finance. We've got the 10 a.m. news bulletin coming up next, followed by Enterprise. I'm Simwe Boon from The Morning Run, BFM 89.9. Ringgit and Sense on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Thank you for listening to this podcast. 
To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.